It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. And welcome in. It is another edition of VSIN Bet Center live from downtown Las Vegas and our Circa Sportsbook Studios as we welcome you in. Saturday night in Las Vegas, we're close to coming in on the two week mark from selection Sundays. We're going to talk a lot of college basketball tonight, go deep into the NBA, NHL, a little soccer, a little golf. And the reason why we're going so deep on the relative cards tonight is because we've got our man Dan Leach with us tonight, filling in for one Jeff Parles. He and his fiance enjoying a little Billy Joel down the road at Allegiant Stadium. I'm Ben Wilson with you. We've got Dan Miller, our producer behind the glass. So let's welcome him in from Detroit, Dan Leach. How you doing, Dan? Welcome to the Bet Center crew. Doing fantastic. Great to be here. And you said Detroit, so I'm proud of you. You didn't say Detroit like Dan Miller did. I didn't teach Stormy uh, the other day how to say Detroit. So we got it all going already. I already love you. <laughs> Look, I'm I'm from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, which sometimes gets you know mispronounced. People people love the Milwaukee thing. It's cute the first time you say it, not the eight thousandth. So we're we're good on that. Couple of Midwestern guys staying up late talking sports betting. And Dan, let's just get right into it because we've got a ton of college hoops to get to. Our timing is pretty good as well because we start the show here with a few, really a trio of marquee games at the half right now. So we'll get some halftime lines out of you because I know you're firing on basically everything. 
You were at that. You were, you were Piston Celtics earlier. I mean, you're, you're all over the place, Dan. Very, very impressive. And your reputation does precede you because Stormy Bon and Tony did tell me yesterday you had quite the appearance on My Guys in the Desert this week, giving out winners. So I, I hope that is not a jinx or a mush of you, Dan. I hope I hope more winners are coming your way here. Hey, listen, I'm, I'm very humble, but all I do is give out winners. That's that is exactly what I would expect. Look, that's the Midwestern charm right there. All right, ladies yes. and gentlemen, from from one from one Dan Leach in Detroit. Let's start off though in Boulder, Colorado, where uh, look, it's it's been a, a, a solid showing from the Buffs tonight. It's at Colorado at home against Arizona, 37-32 right now is our halftime score. Arizona is laying four and a half of the second half uh, in a game where coming out, Dan Arizona, who has just been rock solid all year. They, they enter this game second in the country, laying 10, 151.5 was your total. We're at a, a pretty good pace, although a slightly would be slightly paced to the under right now with the 76, uh, for, or I should say 79 first half points, 80 or 80.5 is our second half total. What have you made of uh, Tad Boyle's club? Pretty solid performance so far through a half, at least testing Arizona in the back half of their Colorado-Utah road swing here. Yeah, by the way, this is one of the few games I don't have action on, so we can definitely talk about it at will. Uh, Walker with a nice half for Colorado, 13 points, eight boards, and a steal. And, and you know, listen, they are – Arizona's the kind of team, of course, that we know uh, that can win the whole thing. And, and, you know, I'm not a huge Pac-12 guy when it comes to winning tournaments lately because they haven't really had a, a lot of success in the big dance. But Colorado's hanging in there. That's a team, you know, Ben, in, in Colorado that seems to always play good teams tough in Boulder, so I'm not surprised that we see a close game. You mentioned the four and a half halftime line. And I, I know there was a nine and a half point spread in the in the pregame spread. So we'll see if Colorado can hang in there. But this, to me, feels like in the end, Arizona's talent uh, is going to be too much, and they'll they'll probably get this close to double digits in the end. But you know, never say die with the Buffs. You, you are right on that. You never say die. It's it's ironic too, and you know, for someone like me calling games, I, I had Colorado earlier this year when they were at Washington State. And it's something that it can be difficult for us sometimes, Dan, because you see a team once, you see them in person, you get to talk to the coaches, talk to the players. It can skew your perception of that actual team because I just happened to see them at a time where Tad Boyle was about to be diagnosed with COVID. They had a bunch of guys out and banged up. Jabari Walker really struggled, and they got blown blown the doors off by Wazoo and Pullman in that game. And you think, man, that's weird for a Tad Tad Boyle coach team to go into Pullman and get absolutely crushed. But they've been a different team this year playing in Boulder. And for Tommy Lloyd's young Arizona Wildcats, the the tests have continued, and this is another one tonight. So been a close one, just a five-point game at the half. Another close game at the half after Kansas came out. With a great start on the road, the rematch between the Jayhawks and Bears in Waco. A couple of top 10 teams squaring off tonight. 32-31 at the half right now, Dan. And you're seeing Baylor lay. Looks like two, two and a half in the market as we come out for the second half. You think about where these two teams are at. Baylor so banged up. Injuries all over the place. When it started, really, with the Jonathan Chamochachua injury out for the season. A lot of guys in and out of the lineup. And with with a Kansas team coming in, playing decently well right now, heading into March. This has lived up to the hype uh, so far in a one-point game. No, it has. And this is a game I actually do have action on. I know Baylor, you know, get off to that, that monster start and just eight and five in their last 13. Uh, but Thaba with a uh, solid after Baylor, they were down. I mean, this game was getting ugly early. I think it, it was 16 to six. Then they were down by 11. And it just, you know, Baylor was missing all these opportunities. And it actually could be a lot worse because Kansas missed a lot of open threes, uh, you know, and they, they got, they, they kind of stabilized themselves towards the end of the half. So they didn't have a, a deficit. Uh, but yeah, I actually took the Baylor money line in this one because I did not trust the point spread. 
And Kansas, clearly the better team so far in the first 20 minutes, but that was a great comeback. A lot of good defense at the end of the first half. And I think this is the kind of game for Baylor after kind of the, the struggles, as I mentioned. Not that they're playing terrible, but when you start so well and then you kind of are a middling team the last 13 games, this could be a huge stepping stone win for them as you get ready. I think you mentioned almost just two weeks away from March Madness. So I, I think that Baylor, with that huge momentum at the end of the first half, could really come out like gangbusters. That's a low number after a bad Baylor play and the fact they're not by one heading into the second half. Yeah, and look, laying two and a half in this game, you bring up a point in Baylor, 0 for 8 from 3 and still only, yep. only down by one. So you have to feel, I think, Dan, you feel pretty good about where you're at right now. But you bring up a point that, uh, is is probably one you can't hammer home enough to betters, and especially for a lot of uh, betters who join us now at Vison. You come off the high of the the Super Bowl NFL season, you get ready for college basketball. Some people just entering this space now with right. March Madness upon us. First conference tournament game going to get started uh, on Monday, so this is the time where so many people get involved with this sport, particularly. Uh, you 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 bring a really bring up a really good point in betting money lines with these short favorites as opposed to laying a two and a half or three. Uh, just today alone, we saw Texas as a three point favorite going to Morgantown, beat West Virginia by one. We saw Arkansas in somewhat yep. controversial fashion with an interesting officiating decision late, a win by two at home over Kentucky when they were laying three. And that's just a couple of many examples we can look at from uh, from the card today. So it seems like your philosophy in general, uh, is especially in the college basketball world here, is, is more lay the larger price, even if it's you know, 15, 20 cents more on the money line when you have these short favorites instead of just laying that two and a half, even if it on the surface seems like a less juicy got to lay in a number that doesn't matter because as has been evidenced today on a number of fronts and some big time games, that number certainly does come into play a lot of times. Yeah, there's a reason the odds makers get paid a lot of money to make those odds. You bring up a great point, Ben, too, where, you know, you mentioned, and of course, I mean, I'm all about football. It's my favorite sport to bet along with golf and pretty much everything else, even, you know, marble racing. But, you know, a lot of people coming off of the NFL season and they weren't really focused a lot on college basketball. There's so many games. There's so many teams. And, you know, you got to be able to find weak lines and, and look through the 350 plus teams throughout the week uh, that are playing college basketball. And thank God there's not the, the COVID issues this year. But I think it's very important. And people understand that just now, because this is the, you know, what a lot of people are going to start betting is the tournament. You mentioned the conference tournaments and of course, March Madness coming up very shortly that you've got to be careful with the way you are, you know, taking your wagers. And for me, I parlayed Baylor with the Providence money line. And I, I just think that it's way more valuable for me to have those kind of bets where I'm not worrying about a team winning like Arkansas and pushing the spread or you dare. If someone got it at two and a half losing, I'd rather take the less payout be safer and in the end that seems to have always been a much more profitable situation for me so especially this time of year there's gonna be a lot of close games teams that are you know trying to avoid the bubble trying to stay on the bubble trying to get past the bubble and you got a lot of big conference matchups especially come conference tournament time where these teams know each other it's possession after possession and it really comes down to it a lot of times so you might have a three four and a half point spread and you might win by four and i'm not going to risk losing you know the team winning the game but not covering the spread right uh, bubbles all around some will be bursting some will be staying intact and solidifying as we roll into march you mentioned providence that's our other spotlight game to hit on in our first segment here with the late college basketball slate 11th ranked providence right now up 29 19 on creighton we're at the under four media timeout of the first half and i'm seeing providence up to a six and a half point live favorite minus 300 now on the money line it certainly helps i'm sure for you Dan. you got them tied into a little parlor here to see creighton come out another one of those teams firmly on the bubble one of 10 from three to start off and it's been another very nice night from aj reeves 12 points here uh, to start out for the friars 
Yeah, I learned a lesson the other night when I lost uh, the Xavier game in triple overtime to Providence. Oh. Literally a roof delay, 15 different ridiculous calls that went and seemed to go against me and uh, Providence. And I went on the other side this time. So, yeah, man, I feel good because, listen, Creighton is, as you mentioned, firmly on the bubble. But this Providence team, they, they can be a Final Four team. They're that good. Uh, and so far in this one, A.J. Reeves has had a great uh, first half, 12 points with just – uh, you know, still some time left in the first half. So I, I felt like this was going to be a nice, even though there could be a little letdown after the three overtime thriller at home team. that's kind of pressing in Creighton love Providence tonight. And hopefully I can get that Baylor game and we're feeling really good about ourselves. Of, later on. of course, we are going to get deeper into the bubble discussion later on in the show uh, for, for now though, Dan, I know I only I set you up with about 90 seconds here. You, we might need like a whole 10 minute stretch to get you through all your plays, but what, what action are you sweating right now as we start the show? Cause we, we will be, Sure to keep tabs on all of this stuff here throughout the next four hours. Well, sadly, I, I did take the Cavaliers last minute ah. that first half, minus three and a half. That's done. Uh, they had their chances, and the Wizards somehow are leading that at halftime, 42-40. But I do have the Hawks. The Hawks minus three and a half. That game was uh, in Toronto was up. No Fred Van Vliet tonight. And the Hawks are up 92 to 65. So Ooh. feeling good about that. Feeling about the college basketball. And I do have St. Mary's coming up later, plus 10 and a half in that big showcase game against the Zags. They always play them tough in St. Mary's. So I got that on a sweat out later throughout the show as well. Back in the fighting Randy Bennett's tonight there in, in Moraga. We will get into that game more in depth. That is the big marquee game of the night slate. Uh, the late, late nights like Gonzaga and St. Mary's coming up. I'm glad you mentioned NBA, Dan, because we're going to get into that next coming out of the all-star break. This is the final home stretch. Some marquee games on the card, including a big matchup in Milwaukee. Nets taking on the Bucks tonight. They are just underway. We'll tell you what's happening there at the Fiserv Forum. Go around the association as well and get you all caught up with the action here on a action-packed, very busy Saturday night of sports betting activity. We're just getting started. First of four hours from here in Las Vegas, as well as in Detroit, with our host of the Detroit CityCast, Dan Leach. Ben Wilson with you. We'll have more talking NBA next, right here on VEASAN Bet Center. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals, each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Learn more. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. As we get ready to talk some NBA here on VEASAN Bet Center, we can remind you about all of our podcasts, including Hardwood Handicappers with our guy, Jonathan Von Tobel. You can find that free, available right now, vcin.com slash podcast or wherever you get your podcasts, along with many other podcasts we have. We'll talk about some of those more later on in the show, but JVT does an awesome job on Hardwood Handicappers, and we're going to talk some association right now as we return on VEASAN Bet Center. Ben Wilson back with you, joined by our host of the Detroit City Cast, presented by Bet Rivers, with one Dan Leach from uh, the, the beautiful, the, the his palatial setup here. It's not quite the Palace of Auburn Hills because that's you know long long gone, but that, that is a very Close. nice setup you got there, Dan. And you were just at the Wait. Little Caesars Arena earlier today, I understand. I I was listening. It was you know I'm always uh, I get to cover a lot of games, but I get to uh, going as a fan is always a treat. My father, the doc guy, had not been to a live game because of the pandemic for over two years. So out there with him, my nephew or the Owens, my brother-in-law. And, you know, we saw a pretty good game uh, for a while. I mean, Kate Cunningham, who obviously is the future of this Pistons team, had 25, uh, 11 and 19 from the field. But too much Tatum, too much Brown. They combined for 53 points. And, you know, this was a close game until the bitter end. And the Celts were minus 10 and a half. And actually, they were covering with six seconds left. Pistons got a, like a cheap basket as time expired and got the backdoor cover, lost by nine and a half. But this was a game. I mean, the, the Detroit really kind of, 
went at it uh, went at, after Boston after the win Detroit had a couple games uh, a couple nights ago against Cleveland, and you know there was an ejection. Diallo got ejected in a kind of a controversial uh, way, and you know Jeremy Grant had some moments late in the game. Sidney Bay, who I love, the youngster, uh, he had 13, and, and Corey Josephs kind of a glue guy for the Pistons, as well as Marvin Bagley, the third off the bench. So they were in this thing until the, the late stages of the fourth quarter. The, the Celtics, obviously, you know, they have 36 wins. Detroit's got 14 wins for a reason, but fought at LCA. It was like fraternity day. So they had some step <laughs> shows at, at halftime, uh, lots of good snacks and hot dogs and nachos and a lot of fun for a little high noon start, which is been very early for me. I'm normally up till about seven in the morning, so I didn't get much sleep last night. But a lot of fun being with the family today. The high, yeah, the high noon Eastern time start. We wake, yeah. you know, most of us, yeah, are if we're just going to bed. I mean, most that's that's usually the, the setup out here, at least in Nevada. You mentioned the, the, the cheap cover though for Detroit. How about the total as a last second basket? I I, I was just trying to imagine like what would it, that had been like if you had the the over in that game because it closed two sixteen and a half everywhere. Cheap basket in the final seconds. Ends 113-104, 217, your, uh, your, your closing number there. So I, I don't know if there are anybody sitting in your section who started to you know, exalt and joy, Dan, but that did happen today. So you were witness to potentially a bad beat if somebody was on yeah, the unfortunately, unfortunately, the people in my section behind me, I'm a you know, full disclosure, a Michigan Wolverine fan, and uh, they were all screaming when the Spartans hit that ridiculous three to beat Purdue. So that's the big noise I heard late in the game, uh, but not anything to do with the Pistons. But yeah, I mean, the, the, the Pistons scored literally for that cover, you know, to cover the spread themselves. And the over with no, the, the, the you know, the, the red light was on end of the yeah. game, you know, no time left. And that is definitely a brutal beat. If someone had the under in that, one. of course we've look, we, we have all been there and like it, it's led into a pretty big NBA slate today where, especially in the Eastern conference, mo- most yep. notably, we have all five of the top teams in the Eastern conference standings entering tonight. They're all in action right now, including the Milwaukee Bucks hosting the Brooklyn Nets. It's not the debut we were, uh, you know, and we're not sure when we're going to see the debut of Ben Simmons in Brooklyn, but it is, it is a different type of debut. Goran Dragic, go figure, making his Nets debut. Just, Dan, what we all, all figured we would be talking about on February 26th when the season started. Goran Dragic making his uh, highly anticipated debut off the bench for Brooklyn. Uh, but this has been a good game so far. We're just under nine minutes to go right now in the first half. Bucks up 138-37, rematch. From last year's Eastern Conference Final that, as we all remember, went went the distance to seven. Bucks just hitting a three a moment ago. They go up to an eight and a half point live favorite, 239 and a half. And two teams who have had their ups and downs this year. More on the downside for Brooklyn, at least as of late, as they've slipped it deeper into that, uh, that Eastern Conference hole. Even though they're still your co-favorites to win the conference right now. Whereas Milwaukee, who's also that co-favorite at the moment, uh, has, has struggled to find a true rhythm as they still have remained in a, a quagmire of sorts between that three, four, and five seed here, Dan, uh, over the past month. But these teams battling early and Milwaukee, who ends up closing pretty significant favorites in this spot, haven't seen much budge from that closing line uh, number that we saw right around eight and a half or nine. Yeah, but remember years ago, you know, the Lakers with Kobe and Shaq and, and you know, obviously towards the end of uh, that, you know, where things were kind of rough with them at times, they obviously were one of the best teams, if not the best team year in, year out in the NBA for, a, you know, a big, you know, five, six, seven year patch. And a lot of times they would struggle. They'd have injuries, you know, guys would be out and people were like, can they flip the switch? The Nets team to me reminds me a lot about that. There is incredible amounts of talent, obviously. I mean, former Piston, Blake Griffin, now former Piston, Andre Drummond, who you mentioned I was on uh, my guys in the desert the other day, gave out five plays everyone won except for Mike Drummond, over 10.5 rebounds, of course. Now he's got eight and four, you know, eight and 12 left in the second quarter, uh, leading all scores for the Nets, by the way. But there's just so much talent on that team. The question is, 
you know, can they flip the switch when it really matters? And can they do things without James Harden? Of course, he's with Philly. And they're still going to be right in the mix there. But, you know, you're, you're a Milwaukee native. I'm a guy that believes much more in a team like Milwaukee right now than I do in the Brooklyn Nets, even with all the Nets talent. And, you know, this is still a game in February. It's not like, you know, whoever wins this game has got a huge leg up uh, as they get ready for the playoff run later on. Uh, but these are these are big games where you can look back on them, especially for the Nets missing some players uh, where you can really feel good about what you're able to do on the road and a very tough Milwaukee team. So this is obviously, as you mentioned, a marquee game tonight. I just I, I'm just not a big Nets guy right now. Can they flip the switch? We will see. But the Bucs, I really think, have a great chance to get back to the finals and win their title. And, and the thing, Dan, I say with Brooklyn, every time we bring them up, it's like, why would you be a Nets guy? The market is making you pay a, a ridiculous tax right. on any sort of future. I, Br- Brooklyn is 31-29. and 29. They're the eight seed. They wouldn't even be automatically in right now. They're still the co-favorites to win the East. And like, for, for Milwaukee, I mean, sure, you, you know, say, say what you want about uh, Milwaukee, and it's been a partial hangover after their NBA championship season from last year. They're still fourth in the East entering tonight, even though there's been some of the ups and downs, they haven't been as consistent, but let's remember, it's not like Milwaukee was very consistent last year in the regular season after the previous two years being this on pace for 60 win juggernaut type team only to fizzle out in the postseason. So if you're, if you're looking at this from the Milwaukee future perspective versus Brooklyn saying, all right, which ticket would you rather have uh, Dan to me? The choice is pretty obvious at this point. If you're picking between the two, even though there has been the struggle on both sides and at least yes, in tonight's game, it's one, it's one of those defense optional type of performances and the, and the line reflected that two thirty-eight and a half and a half was your high watermark of a, of a closing total with bucks minus nine and a half. And we've seen this still match the pace pretty well. Our in-game total two thirty-nine and a half, which goes to goes to show Dan, this is not exactly game seven of the playoffs. As you point out, and it's good to point out on the NBA slate when you're betting these day by day, you, you have to look at a very micro perspective when you handicap each and every one of these games, uh, certainly the, the theme has been lack of defense in high tempo, uh, which we're seeing so far tonight uh, with now a 44, 39 bucks lead. So everything you say on Brooklyn, I completely agree with. And I don't know, as long as Kevin Durant, it, it, you know, some sort of semblance of the Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and now Ben Simmons, you know, whatever, subtract Simmons for Harden or, you know, substitute him in. Th- there is never to me, Dan, I don't know if, if you agree with this. There is never going to be value betting Brooklyn in a future sense, no matter what, just because of, those top two individually, we can forget about the third for now, but solely because of the Durant and Irving combination and the way the odds makers value them. There's just, there's just never going to be a situation where you find yourself, at least for me, tempted to actually get down on a, a Nets future simply because of how short price they seem to always be. Yeah, I'll give you a wacky cross-board analogy. You know, Tiger Woods, when he was in his prime, would be, a, you know, sometimes a two, three, four to one favorite in a field of 156 golfers. Yeah, Tiger Woods would win a lot of tournaments, but there was zero value taking Tiger Woods. You had to find the guys that would win the weeks that Tiger Woods wouldn't. The Nets, as you mentioned, an eight seed, they're still the co-favorite to win the East. It's crazy. And do they have the talent? Like I mentioned, of course they do. But it's, to me, and I can tell that you're the same way, Ben, it's all about finding value. There is zero Less than zero value right now, taking the Nets for any kind of futures, whether it's win the East, win the title. Do they have a chance to do it? Of course they do. But why would you lay such a short price when there's teams other than the Chicago Bulls, for example? Heck, the Cleveland Cavaliers, where you can get some really good value. And yeah, is there a great chance that happens? No, but I'm not laying the favorite, you know, taking Tiger Woods every week and maybe winning right. here and there. That's kind of the way I've looked at the Nets, uh, you know, for the last couple of months. And speaking of those Chicago Bulls, a, a, a team and a player, DeMar DeRozan, that basically um, almost 
broke VEASAN as a network after his ridiculous game on Thursday. Uh, it's been a struggle tonight. They come out, just started the second half down 59-52 at home to Memphis. DeRozan in 20 minutes tonight. Uh, Dan just 2 of 10 from the field and a Bulls team that was a 2 or 2.5 two point underdog tonight against the surging John ja Morant-led Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, now pretty big underdogs in the live market here at uh, 6.5. So it has not, at least for tonight, been the Bulls' night as they start the evening tied atop the East with Miami. No, two and ten shooting for DeRozan, by the way. I love that kid. I'm a huge DeMar DeRozan guy. I mean, two and ten shooting seven points at home is not going to get the job done. I know Levine has got 12, and, and Green's got 12 as well. But this Bulls team, as I mentioned, 25-1 to 1 to win the NBA title. It's one of my long-shot plays. It's not a very likely thing to happen. But, you know, when you've got a guy like DeMar DeRozan, you mentioned almost breaking Visa, and this guy's almost breaking the NBA because night in, night out, he is just scoring at such a high clip. And, you know, we talk about MVPs. And the awards given to, unfortunately, sometimes the best player. Gerard Rose is the most valuable player in the NBA right now, and he has been incredible for the Bulls. And it gives him a chance to maybe go on some kind of run. But tonight, so far, not so good for DeMar DeRozan and the Bulls. And if you're, we're watching top of the East right now, Heat in a tight one as well. They're a three-and-a-half-point live favorite just starting the second half there at home against the, the struggling San Antonio Spurs. Just hit a bucket to go up 65-58. So those are the few games we'll be watching down the stretch. We'll update uh, some of those scores a little bit later on. We'll go to the ice next. Again, update our top scores because there has been a couple interesting lead changes in the college basketball world. We'll get to those next as well as talk some puck on the other side here on VEASAN Bet Center. This is Bet Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way. vsin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. As we welcome you back, things are Heating up in the college basketball landscape right now. We'll get a couple score updates here real quick. Is back with Dan Leach from Detroit. Ben Wilson with you from our Circus Sportsbook Studios in Las Vegas. And, uh, Dan, things are happening in Boulder, Colorado, 54, Arizona, 48. couple of thunderous dunks on uh, back-to-back possessions for Tad Boyle's Colorado Buffaloes. Relatively large underdogs in this spot tonight. But uh, they have come out looking to pull the upset here on, on Arizona. And I'm seeing them now a four-and-a-half-point favorites in the live markets. Yeah, we talked about it a little while ago and mentioned that, you know, it's tough to play in, in Boulder. And this guy, obviously, Arizona is a much better team, but Colorado really hanging in. And uh, if you if you took that pregame, you're feeling pretty good. I mean, there's still plenty of time left, 11-18 left in the second, a four-point game. But uh, Walker continues to have a great game for Colorado. He's almost got a double-double, 13-8 and a steal. And uh, this Colorado team, man, never say die up there in Boulder. And a nice little, I see a little teardrop thrown in. Uh, to make it a six-point game, 56-50 now, almost halfway through our second 20 minutes of play. Arizona was laying nine and a half in this spot, a team that has appeared to be infallible against no matter what competition Tommy Lloyd's young Wildcats have faced this year. But number two, uh, they're on the ropes right now uh, in Boulder. Keep an eye on that game. Meanwhile, we go back and forth in Waco now, 50-48, 11th offensive rebound of the night. That's been a big edge tonight, uh, Dan, for the Jayhawks as fifth-ranked Kansas has taken a two-point lead 50 to 48 on Baylor, a game where the Bears were laying two and a half. 
been very evenly matched throughout, and we are seeing now KU favored one and a half on the live line. Feels like a game that's going to come down to uh, the final final minute or two. That seems to be apparent, uh, 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 you know, aside from anything else. Not sure how this will play out, except for the fact, Dan, I think you'll have a sweat on your hands here down the wire. Yeah, I feel really good that I have the money line. I'm not worried about points. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you this, though. Kansas, 18 second chance points, just six for Baylor. You know, we mentioned in the early stages of this game, it could have been a lot worse. Abaji, I think it was one of five at one point from three, and Baylor missed a ton of easy layups. So the fact they came back, took the lead early in the second half, it, you know, gives me the hope that with that home crowd, they're really using the momentum, they can stay in this game. But, you know, they've, they've left a lot of points out there. They're, they just had a turnover uh, from Mayer. So this is, as you mentioned, I think a game that's going to come down to the wire. Uh, but Kansas, they probably, uh, there's a lot of time left, but they probably should win this game just based on the fact that metrically, Baylor is turning the ball over, down second chance points. You mentioned the offensive rebounding. But with, the reason I liked Baylor and took the money line, not the points, is that home crowd. Big game for them, big spot after just being eight and five in their last 13, like I had mentioned. And hopefully we get a nice little good uh, last 12 minutes here for the Baylor Bears and make me feel good uh, about my parlay with Providence. Is Providence up by nine right now and feel good about that at halftime? Yeah, Friars looking good. That's uh, under 12 media time out there in Waco between Kansas and Baylor. 35 26, Providence at the half over Creighton. So a, a good start there for the Friars. It looks like a pick at most shops or Creighton minus a half. So that would be uh, eight and a half or nine for the game. Providence still laying it uh, for the second half as they're just ready to, to tip things off. Remember, Providence closed four or four and a half in that one. Uh, we transition to the ice stand because it's another a busy night on the NHL card. where We've got outdoor hockey tonight. Go, go! I did not realize that was on the, on the uh, ledger until I was running down the games for today, but Lightning Predators outdoors going on. It looks like they are to the end, just about to the end of the second period. Lightning two Predators one in a, a very good non-conference matchup here with the Lightning closing about a, a dollar seventy favorites at most shops total of six and uh, back and forth we go in a game that has maybe been overshadowed by some of the marquee uh, college hoops games tonight. But anytime you have outdoor hockey, Dan, how can you not watch? I mean, that's sort of a principle. I mean, right? Listen, they're playing with the Titan Stadium. You got all the three goals, by the way, Ben, are all power play goals. Kucherov and point uh, for Tampa, uh, make it two to one as you mentioned, right at the kind of bitter end of the the second period listen i was here in detroit at michigan stadium for the winter classic maple leafs and wings i, I love that they're doing i know that some people are kind of tired of these outdoor games i love it and, and to be there that was one of the you know i've been a michigan fan my whole life so i've been in michigan stadium millions of times but to be there at that game uh was one of the things i'll never forget it was over a hundred thousand people freezing temperatures the whole week they had you know an alumni game at comerica park I was able to coach some uh kids that won a contest so th these these are special games and they definitely mean something uh to the teams playing in them but definitely to the fans so uh always always fascinating to watch these outdoor games and just what the atmosphere is like in these different stadiums that have never had these games before. Right. And in the meantime, as they go to the end of the second period, lightning minus one sixty live, I'm seeing five and a half, a little juice to the over. So it, very interesting to watch how that develops as we go to the third period. You also wonder too, whenever we watch these outdoor games, how the ice holds up, especially once you get into a third period uh, in, in Nashville, which is hosting its first one of these, as you mentioned in a stadium series game. So two, one lightning right now, the other game, which I wasn't even going to bring up, because yep. I know it would have upset you, Dan, but uh, your Red Wings have scored twice since we started this segment. Here is a scoreline I did not think I would be saying tonight. Maple Leaf 7, Red Wings 6. Uh, no, this is not football. Uh, we are not at a football score here in the first quarter. It is 7-6, 12-56 to go in the third period. Over seems to have been the play, Dan, because each team would have uh, basically been covering 
single-handedly, even though it was a very high over that went up to six and a half earlier today. Yeah, man, Toronto got the touchdown on the extra point. The, the Wings missed their extra point. So it's, you know, now, by the way, another goal, an eight to six. This is just, we had three oh, goals. It's like a minute and something. And by the way, uh, I'll get to where I was at with the total in a second. I'm kind of mad at myself because I, I did like the over six and a half, but did pull the trigger. But Marty, you had a natural hat trick for the Maple Leafs. <laughs> uh, and the assist for by Matthews and Bunting in all three goals. They scored four in a row to the Maple Leafs. Then the Wings got one. Then Matthews scored his 37th. Then the Wings scored four goals in a row in five minutes to start the third. I don't know what the heck is going on right now. I will say this. I had my good friend and Wings play-by-play announcer, Kenny Cal, on my Detroit City guest on Friday talking about the future for the Wings. He's going to be having a lot of great woos like he likes to do when he calls goals tonight. This is an insane game. Eight to six. Why did I not take the over, Ben? I loved it. Kenny's like, uh, I think the under's the play tonight. I'm like, no. <laughs> Stayed away. 14 goals with 12 minutes left. Dan, I, look, Dan, I can tell you this. As a fellow play-by-play person myself, the 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 most the least trustworthiest people in the world to ask for handicapping advice are play-by-play guys. We have the most access, and yet we know nothing. I, it, it's 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 just like a it's a it's a rule it's a law I don't know why there's no there's statistical data to back this up I just know we're always wrong that's all I can say so yes hey listen I'm a play-by-play guy too but that's why I was reaching out to the, I don't call the wings I, I'm not calling hockey right now I should have trusted my own instincts but uh that's great this is this is one of those things where you know the Red Wings are not gonna make the playoffs this year but you know the future is really bright for them and so if they found a way bad even though it's just a game in you know late February where they're I think it's now 12 points out of the wild card but you've got these young guys like Mo Sider who went in the Calder in Rookie of the Year, and obviously Luke, everybody loves Lucas Raymond, uh, is in the, the running as well. They can find a way to come back in this game. At one point, I think it was 7-2, to 6-2, something like that. Uh, I think find a way to come back. That's going to be something for those fans at LCA. By the way, how about the uh, double feature, yeah. the noon Pistons game? And this, they were, they were going to do this, Ben, uh, you know, a few a couple years ago when they moved into Little Caesars Arena. They were going to do like 10 double headers but they decided right before COVID started to not do it that year. And now they're starting to do some double headers, which is pretty fascinating. You know, the ice, of course, under the floor, they normally they do basketball first and to see them change the, you know, the floor, the hardwood to the ice in less than three hours is a fascinating thing to watch. It's a good thing. We didn't have triple overtime or something in, in, in the game. You right. were at earlier, the, the, the Pistons uh, Celtics game. Yes. Yeah, so fascinating to watch their eight, six leaves with just over 1230 Nuts. to play. We have a, a four, a game slate to start here at the top of our 10 o'clock Eastern hour. One Islanders Kings will not be until 1030 on the East coast, but we have a big West conference matchup avalanche VGK matchup. Some people think top potentially top two teams in the Pacific with apologies to Calgary. Who's had a fantastic surge and, and they also are getting ready to play tonight. Calgary hosting the wild uh, avalanche on the road, about a dollar 63 favorite. I'm seeing on VGK. Flames at home against the Wild minus about a buck sixty. You got the Bruins at the Sharks laying about a dollar eighty, and then the Islanders and the Kings to close out the nightcap. Kings minus about a buck thirty-five. Anything that stands out to you on the late night card here in the NHL? Well, that that, that Colorado Vegas game should be a lot of fun, and, and to take the over in that game. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna screw up this time. Uh, with uh, those two teams and the potent offenses, but I stayed away from the spread in that one. I, I do like Calgary. Uh, I was right. I wrote them for seven of the 11 wins in a row that they had until they lost uh, last time out. And now about, as you mentioned, about minus buck 60, buck 65 at home against Minnesota. Minnesota, of course, you know, one, just one point less than Calgary. But I believe after that loss, 
and kind of reset themselves. You know, winning 11 in a row these days in hockey, not an easy thing to do. No. You're gonna, you, you can't win every game, but I think tonight is a good spot for them. I'm going to lay the, the 160 and take the Flames and start a new 11-game winning streak out there in uh, uh, Calgary. Yeah, for those of you here in the Nevada jurisdiction, there are a few books still offering a minus 150. So even though some late steam coming into the Flames, you, you can grab Wings a... just a, scored, by the way, Ben, 8-7. to seven. Are you... Wow. Are you kidding me? Lucas Raymond, baby. I was going to jokingly say, Dan, like, do you want to take in-game over uh, 14 and a half? And before I could even, like, think to say that, another goal. That's not a joke. 8-7. I don't, I even, I'm not, I'm at a loss for words at this point. 8-7 between the Maple Leafs and the Wings. We'll keep you posted on how those hockey games play out tonight. But on the other side, we'll get you set for a couple of massive late-night college hoops matchups. Gonzaga, St. Mary's, USC, and Oregon. We'll talk about it next when we return right here on VEASAN Bet Center. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr. and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game-changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast is 
NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Beth Center on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get an early start on your college hoops tournament betting with VSIN's full court bracket betting coverage starting Sunday, March 13th. That is two weeks from tomorrow with six hours of free live video streaming on VSIN.com, including the full bracket reveal and opening lines for every game. The VSIN college hoops experts, including Greg Hoops Peterson, will analyze every game and discuss with the bookmakers making the lines to find the best early value. Don't wait for the lines to move. Start your bracket and round one tournament betting with the VSIN College Hoops experts on Sunday, March 13th at 6 p.m. Eastern. It is free on vsin.com. As we are back, it is VSIN Bet Center, joined by Dan Leach, our Detroit CityCast host from Detroit, where his Red Wings have scored again. I, this is, this is, uh, it, is, it is now a running joke, Dan, officially. I don't know. In game over 15 and a half. I'm not sure. It's 8 7, 9 44 to go. Maple Leafs up <laughs> on the wings. And uh, it is making for an interesting sweat for you. More, more of a comical sweat, I, I would think, with that, without having action, just uh, watching it there. But what, what, what are we doing here? It's 8 7. It's ridiculous. I mean, this was a game. I think it was was six to one and six to two. And you know, the, the Wings uh, scored you know four goals in a row. You had a natural hat trick by Toronto, and now you got eight to seven. I'll take the over sixteen. Why not? Why this is why out of control? Not? Why not? I uh, meanwhile, one game that just did go final in the NHL. If you were looking to you know, seeing how your bets are faring, Canadians another dog winner. They've had a couple of those this week. Not as big of a price because they were playing uh, a poor Ottawa Senators team on the road, but Canadians win 2-1. as about a plus 30 to 140 dog. That cash stays well under 6 there with that 2-1 final. But we transition, Dan, back to the college hoops hardwood because things are getting very interesting going down the stretch. Baylor, KU keep going back and forth, but it is, it is the Bears who have had a nice surge the last few minutes have taken a three-point lead. 8-17 to go in that game against a fifth-ranked Kansas, uh, so a, a big matchup going on there, Dan. And, and have to think we're not going to see a, an in-game price change more than a you know, from from a pick'em to two on each side. I see right now our line is Baylor uh, two and a half. They are up to minus two hundred on the live money line, the highest they have been basically the entire night. Although KU is back at the free throw line, so given all those shooting struggles you talked about, oh for their first nine from three, you got to be liking where you're at uh, here, Dan, with with that Baylor money line sweat you've got going. Yeah, my man Thamba with 15 and 7. And uh, Baji's having a great game for Kansas, even though, as I mentioned, he started 1 of 5 for 3. It could have been a lot worse and a much bigger hole that Baylor uh, dug themselves. He has 22, by the way, uh, for Kansas. But yeah, I feel I feel good because of what happened at the end of the first half. 
And, and we talked about this game. You know, I think Kansas definitely has been playing much better. I mean, talent-wise, these teams, and Baylor's had some injuries, uh, are very, very close. But this is a classic, you know, Big 12, down-to-the-wire, grind-it-out type of win. And I think whoever wins this game, I mean, obviously, there's still plenty of time to go before the conference tournament starts, and then obviously March Madness. But this is going to be a big win for whoever hangs on to this one, uh, if Kansas can come back or if Baylor can hang on and win this, because these are two teams that definitely have Final Four national championship you know, uh, potential. And by the way, big three by Baylor, uh, by Kendall Brown. So now 59 to 55, about to go under eight and a Eight minutes to play in this one. So I, I'm feeling pretty good. And then you mentioned that money line is the highest we've seen it. I mean, Kansas at one point in a double digit lead, and they were yeah. minus like 350. So uh Baylor's just got to keep within themselves. They keep turning the ball over in silly situations and missing like you know two-foot bunny layups. But if they can kind of stabilize, have a solid next four or so minutes, under four timeout, up five or six points, I'll feel really good against the very, very talented and tough to beat Jayhawks. Ah, yes, the world of college basketball where that sort of feeling seems to happen <laughs> multiple times on every single card and, and more than a mul- you know, just multiple when you got 150 plus games like we have today. Final <laughs> mega Saturday of our college basketball slate with the conference tournaments starting on Monday. But Baylor, as we go to the under eight media timeout, now up to three and a half live in this one, 150, uh, your total 59, 59, 55 Bears were laying a two and a half pregame. The other development, Arizona is trying to make a push after Colorado was on a 23 to eight extended run over a, a, a long span. Colorado, a team two and 33 all time against top two teams in the AP poll. Arizona ranked two coming into tonight, 63, 55, 540 to go. Arizona momentarily a couple minutes ago, Dan was down to a eight, nine point in-game underdog after laying nine and a half pregame. Uh, Colorado still laying six and a half live, but it, it has had the feel all night. It's just one of those off nights for the Wildcats, a team has, that has not had many of them when you're 25 and two. Uh, that certainly uh, backs up the statement I just made, but uh, it, it just has felt like every time Arizona has tried to make a push, Colorado, a disappointing team this year, just 18 and 10, uh, has had an answer for the most part. Yeah, you, you ask, how is Colorado doing this? Uh, I'll tell you, my man, Javari uh, Walker, is a big part of me. He's got 13-11 and a steal. And, you know, we've, we've discussed this game throughout this first hour. And, and you know, Colorado, they're obviously a good team. They're not a great team, but they're 18-10. and 10. They're 10-8 in a tough Pac-12 this year. Just a tough place to play sometimes, even though you mentioned that, that terrible record against top, you know, five and top two teams. They just that Boulder can be a very dangerous place uh, for a team like Arizona that should win this game easily. Almost double-digit road favorite uh, in the pregame spread. I know they've cut it to seven now with 5:25 left, but Colorado playing some really good basketball. They've got to you know limit the turnovers here late. You know keep within themselves, run their offense, play solid defense. They've got a chance for what would be one of the bigger Colorado wins. I would say maybe in five or six years. Yeah, no, you're, you're right on that. A team that has really been down this year after making it into the tournament last year uh, as, as a five seed bank being extremely solid, but losing a, a ton of quality guys, including McKinley, Wright, Their best player from a season yep. ago. It's been very difficult for the buffs uh, to make up for the all pack 12 guards impact from a season ago. But we're in a very weird day today, Dan, where coming in the four perceived number one seeds in the bracketology Auburn goes down. They lose 67, 62 at Tennessee earlier today. You've got Arizona in a lot of trouble down six right now with five to go on the road at Colorado as a nine, nine and a half point favorite. You have Kansas in some trouble as we've been talking about down by four at the under eight media timeout in the second half. Three of our number one seeds might go down today, Dan, and we haven't gotten to the fourth who is yet to play. And it's a huge game tonight for Gonzaga and St. Mary's two top 25 teams who go at it 
and a great atmosphere we expect in Moraga. This one tipping off in about 10 minutes. So we roll into to the night slate of college basketball. You look at it now, some some late money coming in on the Zags. This is up to 11 at our uh, our, our sister station uh, across the uh, across the Vegas landscape, the South Point. We're up to Gonzaga minus 11. Still 10 and a half is most of the market. You took a piece of of the Gales here tonight, Dan. It's a plus 10 and a half. Where was the conviction? Where did that lie on your end for grabbing that big uh, plus money price there at home? Yeah, boy, would I love it if, you know, I'm sure they'd keep, you know, records of this somewhere. You know, it's obviously just, you know, projections right now, but I think that everyone can agree that the 4-1 seeds are the 4-1 seeds right now, that there was a night that four possible, you know, current one seeds in the brackets all lose. I just, I look at this, you know, Gonzaga's, of course, you know, I, I maybe the best clear team in the country. And, you know, Chad Holmgren hopefully could be a, a piston maybe uh, if they get a top three pick uh, coming up there to, you know, the future with Kate Cunningham and the young Pistons. Uh, I just, you know, St. Mary's has played, you know, so many tough games against Gonzaga when they've obviously been a, a really good team. They're a top 25 team themselves, but they've done it in the past. And I think there's going to be an atmosphere tonight that keeps them in this game. Gonzaga is clearly a better team and could win this game by double figures. But I think I think it's too many points, too many points at home. Uh, the Gales have been so good in these big games at home. They might not win a lot of them sometimes against the Gonzagas and the top five or ten teams that they've played in the past there. But they, they seem to hang in and cover. So that's kind of where I went with that. And I just really think we're going to see kind of a knockout, dragout fight. And, and sometimes, you know, situationally, we're at the end of February. You have these situations where you mentioned, obviously, Arizona in a dogfight against Colorado. Kansas is a dogfight on the road as a high seed, high ranked team against Baylor and Auburn. You know, they lose on the road as a, as a number one potential seed right now. Maybe this is just one of these nights like we see in college football where, you know, three of the top five go down or four of the top ten go down. Yeah. That could be the, the the situation tonight. That's kind of what I felt about seeing what happened earlier and what I thought was going to happen later, uh, why I jumped on the, the Gales plus 10.5. And, and let's keep in mind, Dan, we just saw Gonzaga lay 10.5 at San Francisco, a team that St. Mary's, by all metrics, is better than. Very yep. popular, trendy dog at home a couple of nights ago on Thursday got blown out by Gonzaga. So what is the tendency? Everybody's saying, all right, well, we were wrong. I guess we we're, we're too quick to fade the Zags down the stretch just because they haven't played anybody. And, and there's that, you know, that tired media narrative of the WCC isn't any good. And Gonzaga isn't tested, even though they've won more tournament games than anybody now over the last five years. Yep. But maybe this is now the point where maybe it's not fat and happy, so to speak. But Mark, it is a little bit inflating of Gonzaga. The logic would, would make sense, and it's why I, I would agree with you, if anything, taking that 10.5 tonight uh, with St. Mary's. Again, one book going to 11 here right before tip, but that our marquee game of this 10 o'clock Eastern window. The other big game, and you talk about potential upsets, a team that has been so hard to figure out, Oregon and USC. Oregon, a four-point favorite against the top 25-ranked Trojans of USC, trying to pull off the sweep of the L.A. teams. They would go 4-0, the Ducks, Dad, if they're able to pull this one off tonight. Yeah, a puzzling game for me. I looked at this game. I thought, you know, I, 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 how am I going to take Oregon in this one? You know, USC to me just seems like the better play. But there's something about the Ducks up there at Matthew Knight Arena. I was able to luckily call a game up there once uh, when I was calling games for the Detroit Titans. And I just think Oregon, Oregon's the side tonight, but I'm not laying four points on them. They might win this game by one, but that should be a fascinating game that we can keep track of up there in Eugene uh, coming up in a little bit. Uh, yes, that one tipping at the uh, top of the hour. We'll go through all the other games that start there. I was on Oregon Thursday night. They were catching three and a half. A lot different when you're catching three and a half in a great yeah. upset spot versus UCLA. Then when you got to lay four or four and a half at some shops against USC, we'll see how that pans out. More college basketball still to come. Some score updates when we return on the other side. Hour number two coming up next here on Beeson Bet Center. Check it. 
Check it. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.